WV Uncommon Place. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate series to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies reviews and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommon Place digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to our Uncommon Place. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today's episode, uh, I'm your host, uh, JR. Uh, Stacy's out on assignment somewhere. This episode is about the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES. Um, I was born in 1985, like always, to state. And uh, the Nintendo was the first thing that I got, like around two or three. I think my dad got it more or less for him to play Duck Hunt and things like that. But he got out here and he played Duck Hunt and like, I watched and I started playing. I really didn't know what I was doing until probably about like four or five years old when I got the cadence down. It was something about those games, Super Mario, You could, not necessarily the speed run, but I could just get on there and I knew how to time stages, how to do certain things, and how to get it to interact and work the way that I wanted it to um, and present that game, you know, in a certain way. Moved on to Super Mario 2, which was a little crazy. Super Mario 2 really change games for me because the multiple selection of characters because you know on Super Mario it was just two Super Mario 2 I mean on Super Mario 1 there was two Super Mario 2 the princess could jump a little higher um Luigi could stagger with his jump it was like a even though that sound didn't make any sense to you all you know what his little feet did Mushroom was kind of normal dude Mario he was actually kind of normal too but it was Luigi and um Princess Toadstool, or Princess Peach as they call her now, that it it worked something, it did something for me there. And I learned that you could play with different different characters and get through these levels a certain way. You could time stuff, you had different strategies. Now, as I went along in age, right before the Super Nintendo came out, the great thing about the NES, and I'll always remember it, is that it literally had every game on it. Like... McDonald Land, Captain Planet and the Planeteers, Mappy Land, all kinds of stuff. Um, and all that, like, just took place. So, the deeper and deeper I got into gaming, uh, that's how, like, crazy it got with this whole uh, Nintendo deal. Like, I had the little triple action controller, the wide joystick, um, and even the power pad. Never had that robot. Always wanted the robot. And um, I just know it was crazy with, like, 
any and everything I could do to have the great controllers and all that other stuff. Sorry about that. I jumped up on the, the mic a little. It was just insane. Um, the one controller had this little, like, I don't know, it was like this little slick thing on the, on the um, like, you could move it around the directional pad. It was red. I had that controller, and that controller was ridiculous. Then after that, things uh, got a little normal for me, and I uh, played Metal Gear Solid. Uh, I don't this first Street Fighter and Final Fight classic games like that. I do not really remember playing them that hard on that system, but running with uh, the original Donkey Kong, Double Dragon, Castlevania, and mainly the Mega Man's playing those games. Those games were challenging, and then the the, the worst games ever were the Rescue Ranger games or Chippendale games and the Donald Duck games. Those games had such a hard learning curve and uh, difficult, difficult, oh, I said difficult. Um, they had a, they were hard to play. And, and playing those, going on further and further, like I just seen how those games were crafted. And even some of the games like the Spider-Man game and the X-Men game, they didn't look necessarily like the arcade, but it was like the home experience you had and I remember it was fun. You took that cartridge, you blew into it, and then you went on from there. And that is like what still follows me to this day. I travel around right now with an NES Classic and some wireless controllers just so I can butt heads, play games, and go wild. It's uh, one of the things that I do and I'll probably never stop doing for the simple fact that, you know, it's fun to me. Um, But the uh, lasting factor of the NES is this. When they announced the new NES when it was coming out, I made sure I literally broke my neck to a degree to make sure that I had one. And even now, I have a, you know, I have it, Super Nintendo, and the Genesis Classic. But, the catch to all that is is that I have the Genesis kind of just, you know, wherever. Probably haven't even played it much. And just with this NES, like it, it was just like I can I can go off the top of my head and say that NES uh, games there there's probably I probably played 300 games, and um, I don't know it's just with, with that system it's what got me into gaming, and um, most people have their opinion on what the best games are. And I'm going to honestly say this, just so we go through it real fast. Super Mario Brothers 3, to me, is probably one of the best games. Uh, the reason behind that is real simple. When I played it, it just, like, it, it changed the way I played Mario's. After that, that was a style that took on the Super Mario uh, world on Super Nintendo that it followed that same format. And... From there on, that's how I played Super Mario games. Um, another game that was really good, and I'm not doing this in any order, was Track and Field 2. Track and Field uh, was this thing by Konami. That game like was hidden. It was just something about it. Um, and I just, I just dug into it. That was one of the ones that, when I went back and I thought about games that I liked, that's one that I can always say that hits, hits my list. And... You know, nothing compares to it. Battletoads was another one. Um, and it 
it was kind of like Double Dragon. It just worked its way onto me. And then Tecmo. Uh, Tecmo is the football game for me. When I played that game and I ran the ball with um, Bo Jackson, you were not stopping me. And uh, Tecmo Bowl is one of my ones. Mega Man is one that holds up uh, really well. Excite Bike was fun. Double Dribble. Now, that's one thing about Konami. Konami was amazing because, like, certain scenes that would happen in their games would go to cutscenes. When I would play uh, Double Dribble and I would go to dunk on somebody, it would go into this full motion video and uh, show me dunking on someone. So that was one that was kind of just like, Blades of Steel. Like I said, Konami was a ringer. Like, they had this thing going for them with sports games back then. I don't know what's happened over time, but... It went to a fight screen, like where I could fight the dude. And to this day, that's the only reason I played hockey games, because I could run up and fight him and be like, boom, 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 boom. And that was just something that I was like, yeah, I really, really like. So Blades of Steel was one that just stuck with me. Um, and outside of that, like Ninja Gaiden, three out of the Ninja Gaiden games was my favorite. Now, my and Ninja Gaiden is what it is. You just have to um, check on it. it you know. Um, it just, they just kept going over top of each other and they're all similar games. Now, Little Nemo Dream Master. That is by far the hardest game I've ever played in my life. Like, I can tell times when I couldn't beat it. And it's one of those ones that, like, it holds the test of time when it comes to difficulty. Uh, Little Nemo was one of the ones that I just like, ugh, can't even do this. Let's not even try to play this. And um, even now, you know, when I hacked the NES Classic to put it on there, it's kind of like, do I keep playing this game? And it it was a hard game. Uh, Contra, everybody has that one, but, but here's one for me. Super Dodgeball. Dodgeball isn't a real sport. It's not even a real sports game. But I used to drill the hell out of people. Um with that dodgeball when you hit them they some of them will go to heaven and get wings and it was pretty cool now duck hunt duck hunt is one of my favorite games because it is the laser shooting game i mean it's a you know the light gun game i i don't know like over a long time it just it um it's it's always been one of my favorite games and uh, one that we don't talk about is Maniac Mansion. Um, Maniac Mansion was one of the games that, like, it, it was just out there. When I played it, like, the storyline and everything on it, even to this day, like, it, it traps me. Like, I just, I get stuck on that one. Um, and other people have favorites. Zelda 2 is my favorite. I even have it on a little uh, Game & Watch. Zelda 2 is one that just, it, I just, Zelda 2 was different. And it, and it worked for me. Um, Let's see, and I talked about Double Dragon, so we'll just say Double Dragon 2, probably the best one. Um, the Batman game was good. 
Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, everybody knows that that's, that's the big thing. Uh, Super Mario 2, I already talked about that. Now, let, let's just go in here and, and we'll just get deep into it. DuckTales. DuckTales was one of the hardest games um, to, like, be. It was challenging. It was designed better. And it was one of the best licensed games I probably played. And the whole deal with licensed games back then was, was that any and everyone was releasing a, a game. And, and I just got into that. And um, real quick, just to jump off topic, but to talk about the NES, the aesthetics of this thing, plugging in them, them controllers, they didn't have very long extension to them. So you had to sit in front of the TV when you played it. It wasn't one of those deals where you could just run off. So that's one thing that's different in this generation. Um, now, now, another one, Super Mario Brothers is what it is. We don't even need to go into detail. Now, Punch-Out. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. It gave me all my video game skills. I had to learn how to play, how to time, how to do things just in the right way. And that's how that worked for me. Um, let me see what else. Metroid was another one that was a banger. But like I said, that in the original Legend of Zelda was amazing because it's what started me on RPGs. But Zelda 2 was the one because it was a different type of game that kind of struck a chord with me. But overall, the NES was a great system and it's what started me off. And even to this day, like I still like playing that simple game design because it was challenging. It was a time when I didn't have to buy add-ons because you got a full game right then and there. These companies didn't have a chance to just make a game and not do anything with it. They could and piece it together and fix it. That's the problem with video gaming now, but we'll talk about that a whole nother day. But just to pay homage and just to pay respect, the NES is my favorite system. Um, overall, second one will be Sega Saturn, so it'll be a whole nother show for Sega Saturn. And... I want to thank you guys for listening um, to the podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, check out the uh, other podcast. West Virginia Uncommonplace presents a collection, and also a sister podcast that I'm working on. Uh, the Ascension Dimension is out there. Also, um, we have gear. We have anything you want. Um, join the mailing list. We'll definitely get emails out to you. Um, and I just appreciate everything you guys do. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site, join the email list from the website, and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.